out all of our hands are reading and all of our responses up on the screen in front of you this morning. And so as we begin our worship today, uh, I invite our uh, compromands forward to sing their compromands in.
reading for today comes to us from the book of Acts, chapter 2. Uh, this portion of Acts is when the Christian church is beginning to start its outward reach after Christ has ascended. And uh, Peter here gives a sermon reminding people of who exactly has saved them. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized and were added that day about 3,000 souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading comes to us also from this same Peter who just preached to us, the first letter of Peter chapter 1. Peter keeps in front of our minds that Christ has given himself for us and has made us pure. If you call on him as Father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He has foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the gospel. Chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Jesus appears to a couple of men who do not know exactly that he has risen from the dead and shows them that he is the one to be misery. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the apostles have spoken, all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to us and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to each and every one of you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I know this morning you are coming to see the confirmation of our confirmands. But there's sometimes a misnomer that comes with that as we say they will be confirmed. They won't be confirmed. They will do the confirming. What they're doing is confirming to us what their faith is. Confirming that what happened at their baptisms is still in their hearts and is still the faith they confess. Now earlier we said the Nicene Creed, but we also have another creed called the Apostles' Creed that we call our Baptismal Creed, which is spoken over us at our baptisms. And so I invite our ten confirmands to recite the Apostles' Creed that was spoken over them at their baptisms. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And he sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you. As I said, that is their baptismal creed. And so for our questioning today, we're going to start discussing that sacrament called baptism. Elias, what is baptism? Baptism. I'd rather turn on the microphone. I apologize. There we go. Let me ask that again. Elias, what is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Very good. Thank you. You may be seated. Drayson, we hear that baptism is combined with God's word. Which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make the disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very good. You may be seated. Alyssa. Alyssa, what benefits does baptism give? It works for forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives, each, and gives eternal salvation to all who believes in this as a word, the promises of God's declare. Very good. Maddie, what, which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark that whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Very good, thank you. Levi. Levi, how can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things, along with faith which trusts the word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is just plain water and there is no baptism. But with God's word, it is a baptism. That is a life-giving water, rich in grace, and a washing. And a washing of the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy thing. Amazing. Thank you. Xavier. Xavier, what does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam manna should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in all righteousness and purity forever. Very good. Thank you. You may be seated. And Gemma, would you come forward? Gemma, where is this written? St. Paul writes Romans chapter 6, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death unto that, just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the Father, 
we too may live a new life. Excellent. Thank you. So that is our baptismal information. And as God's people, we are to act a certain way. And God has given us a list of commands or commandments uh, to direct our actions. And so we're going to ask our compromands about them. Carson, would you come forward? Uh, Carson, what is the first commandment? You shall have no other gods. And what does that mean? We should fear, love, and trust God above all things. Very good. You may be seated. Morgan. <clears throat> Morgan, what is the second commandment? We shall not misuse the name of the Lord our God. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so that, uh, so that we do not swear, curse, use satanic arts, lie, or deceive by his name, but give thanks, pray, and praise. Very good. Thank you. Elias. Elias, what is the third commandment? Remember the Sabbath day, but keep it holy. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching in his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Very good. Drayson. Drayson, what's the fourth commandment? Honor your father and mother. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authority, but we should honor them, serve and obey them, and love and cherish them. Very good. Alyssa. So what is the fifth commandment? You shall not murder. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Very good. You may be seated. Maddie. Maddie, what is the sixth commandment? You shall not commit adultery. And what does that mean? We should... We should fear and love God so that we live a sexually pure and decent life in what we say and do, and husband and wife love and honor each other. Excellent. Thank you. Levi. Levi, what's the seventh commandment? You shall not steal. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any, any dishonest way, but help improve and protect their possessions and income. Very good. Thank you. Xavier. Xavier, what is the eighth commandment? You oh, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray them or hurt his or her reputation, but defend them and explain everything in the kindest way. Very good. Thank you. Gemma. Gemma, what is the ninth commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's house. And what does that mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not scheme into getting our neighbor's inheritance or house, or only get it in a way which is right. But help and be of service to him in keeping it. Excellent. Thank you. Ava. Ava, what is the tenth commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Very good. What does that mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force our neighbor's wife, workers, or animals, or turn them against him, but urge them to stay and do their duty. Excellent. Thank you. You may be seated. 
So those are the Ten Commandments, and we all know that we cannot keep these commandments perfectly even though we are instructed to do so. And so part of our walk as Christians means that we confess our sins and receive forgiveness. And so Morgan, if you would come forward, we're going to talk a little bit about confession. Morgan, what is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution from our pastor to God himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that our sins are forgiven with God in heaven. Very good. Elias. Elias, what sins should we confess? Before God, we should plead guilty of all sins, even those we are unaware of, as we do in the Lord's Prayer. But before the pastor, we should confess only those sins which we know and feel in our hearts. Very good. Drayson. We call this the Office of the Keys. And so we ask Drayson, what is the Office of the Keys? The Office of the Keys is that special authority that Christ has given his church on earth to forgive the repentant sinners, but to withhold the forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. Very good. Thank you. Alyssa. Alyssa, where is this written? This is what St. John the Evangelist writes in chapter 20. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone of his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Very good. Thank you. So, after we have, after we have confessed our sins and received absolution, there is another sacrament that we receive that we will celebrate today called the Sacrament of the Altar. And I invite Manny forward to explain what that is. Maddie, what is the sacrament of the altar? It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine instituted by Christ himself for us Christians to eat and to drink. Excellent. Thank you. Xavier. Xavier, what is the benefit of this eating and drinking? These words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins show us that the sacrament of forgiveness, life, and salvation are given to us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. Very good. Thank you. Carson. Carson, how can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Certainly not just eating and drinking can do these things, but the words are in here, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. These words, along with the bodily eating and drinking, are the main thing in this sacrament. Whoever believes these words has exactly what they say, forgiveness of sins. Excellent. Thank you. And Ava, would you come forward? Ava, who receives this sacrament worthily? Fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training, but that person is truly worthy and well prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared for the words, for you, require all hearts to believe. Excellent. You may be seated. These are our compromands this year. They have learned far more than what they have put forward to you today, but I hope that you can see that this is their faith. This is their confession. And now we will uh, hear them as we confirm their faith, or as they confirm the faith that was created in them in baptism. Now may the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that always has sustained you and given you life, be with you always. Amen.
Christ said to his apostles, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am always with you, even to the end of the age. You have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Yes, I do. Do you renounce the devil? Yes, yes I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, yes, I renounce them. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, yes, I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Yes, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? I do. Do you confess the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? I do by the grace of God. Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? I do by the grace of God. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church, and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? I do by the grace of God. We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized, and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and have been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Elias John Boothby, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, Strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Elias, your confirmation verse is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Drayson Daniel Coons, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, 
and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Grace in your confirmation verses from St. John's Revelation, chapter 2, verse 10. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Alyssa Lee Finzen, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Alyssa, your confirmation verse is from the 23rd Psalm, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Madeline Nicole Hoogland, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Mad Madeline, your confirmation verse is from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Levi James Potts. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Levi, your confirmation verse is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Xavier Ruby Marco, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Xavier, your confirmation verse is from the prophet Isaiah, the 41st chapter, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Gemma Mary Renz. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Gemma, your confirmation verse is from the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 14. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Carson Kenneth Sculler. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Carson, your confirmation verse is from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Abba, great Jehovah, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Abba, your confirmation verse is from the 46th Psalm, verse 5. God is within her. She will not fail. Morgan Lynn to Nabal. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Morgan, your confirmation verse is from St. John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 12. 
Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing these, your sons and daughters, to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling them both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith, they may continue steadfast and victorious to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Peace be with you.